The Notorious OTB on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet 100, and get 100. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash WinBet. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by SGPN's Big Game Bingo it's a $57 SGPN gift card for every bingo hit. We're also brought to you by SGPN's 57 Bets Challenge, $570 cash and a $570 gift card to the winner of the props contest. Get all of our contest info exclusively on the SGPN app. And if you're going to be in Arizona for the big game, make sure to check out our SGP live show at the Ainsworth Thursday at 11 a.m. Register today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash big game. Welcome everybody to the Notorious OTV brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network and as always It's all good baby baby It was all a dream We used to read Blood Horse Magazine I'm your host Chase Sessoms the Wolf of Oaklawn. Uh, I got a man joining me. He's made multiple appearances. I'm I'm not going to say that I'm saying it, but but it's being said uh, that with this man I make up the uh, salt and pepper of handicapping. Ladies and gentlemen, salt and pepper. <laughs> the sniper, the Michelangelo of the crying Michael Jordan, who, by the way, in the divisional round of the NFL playoffs, painted his Sistine Chapel whenever he put. Uh, whenever we had the crying Michael Jordan on the Buffalo Bill on actual Buffalo's body, like the the wheat hanging out of the mouth, just Jeff's kiss, my boy. How's it going, Barry? It's going good, man. Good to be on back with you. And, uh, you know, life is good. I can't complain. <laughs> I tell you, like I, I've sent I've sent Michael Jordan's head on the Buffalo's body to like multiple people. <laughs> And they all, like they all re- respond like they don't type out LOL. They're like, oh, my God, I'm laughing out loud extremely hard at you this know, right now. That one is probably one of the better ones. One, one of my all-time favorites is, is uh, there's a San Jose Shark one. Um, you know, I don't know if you're, you're familiar watching their games, but they come out of the shark when they come on the ice. Right, right. And the shark has it. And, and it's this huge shark, and the guys are coming out of it out of the head and yeah i'll have to send it to you so you can see it's like pretty hilarious (laughs) the one on the bison body is so remarkable like that it looks like michael jordan's actual spirit animal (laughs) might in fact be the north american bison uh who was hunted close to extinction but now thrives in certain parts of the country well yeah because you know at least at at this point he he's got to be on the bison train because he's been dethroned question mark I, I man they got their ass whooped so bad i i was like i hope that like in like dances with wolves fa- fashion that the Bengals used the whole buffalo after they were done <laughs> just murdering the bills yeah they dominated that game it's uh you excited for the super bowl oh yeah always always super bowl is always fun because the commercials and i the halftime show i, I i'm i'm curious to see what goes on with that but mm. you know the game is usually pretty good too so if you were a prop betting man what would you say is the first song that rihanna plays Oof. Jeez, i don't know she's she's got a lot of hits 
I don't know. I mean, they, I, I heard one of her songs being played on a commercial, so I doubt that will will, will be the first right. one. Right. Oof, I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. It always makes it a risky prop bet every single it is. year. You know, Gino, um, Gino Bacola is, is like the ace of that bet. He gets it every year. I don't know how he came up with it last year. He had inside information somehow, I think. Was Snoop? Yeah. 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 I was uh I was on nothing but a G thing for last year because of the countdown the one two three into the four I was like oh well this is this is perfect and then like you know Snoop gets introduced Dr Dre I was wrong Gina was right it's it was disheartening I'll just say the least um but man yeah it's a good time to be alive as a sports fan especially if you're a fan of uh, horse racing because the Derby Trail is smoking hot right now uh you know I found that a lot of people mispronounce the name of the state but. Uh, Flair to racing is just off and running, and so who better to have than than Barry, who uh, is a Flair to resident and uh, enjoys him some some Flair to racing uh, down at Gulfstream and at Tampa. What you? We're, we're this is our BBW show, uh, big beautiful wagers um, for Wednesday. Looking at the Friday card for for Gulfstream Park. This was a tough little card. I thought. What did you think? Yeah, it's very challenging. There's there's a couple of horses um, that I saw look stand like standouts, but you know, always always hunting and fishing for prices. I was well, I was gonna say like for as someone who's come in and proclaimed multiple times to be a, a resident of the the no chalk zone, the NCZ. <laughs> uh, this had to have been a tough card for you because it looks pretty chalky. Yeah, um, you know I'm not adverse to chalk when it works to my advantage which it can if you play and use chalk the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll give it a go. I got, I got one definitely a horse that that's super duper chalky that I can't see not winning. Um, but we're going to try to connect them to some, some prices and, and try to make something of it. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break here at the notorious OTV brought to you by the sports gambling podcast network. When we get back, we're going to see how Barry's going to connect these daily doubles. You're going to see that we're paying, playing pretty much all the same races. Here we go. Maybe Barry and I are going to agree with each other over and over again. You'll have to find out after this break. We'll be right back with more Notorious OTV. WinBet is the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays, a.k.a. WinBet's build-your-own-bet. The big game is here, and WinBet has you covered. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100, get 100, limited to state availability. And, of course, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you're someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And if you're going to be out in Arizona for the big game, make sure to check out SGP's live show at the Ainsworth Thursday at 11 a.m. Register today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash big game. The show's free. You'll be able to watch the show and have some drinks with the guys at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash big game. Welcome back to the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Uh, we are. Sorry, it's Bankroll Builder Wednesday. Big, beautiful wagers. We're talking the Friday card at Gulfstream. That's right, Friday, February 10th, 
2023, year of our Lord. First post is going to be 12-10 Eastern, 11-10 God's time. Uh, it's a it's one it's shorter fields two it's chock full of not only maiden races but like maiden optional claimer races which i think like woodbine and here are like the only you know Gulfstream are the only place so you really get those yeah they're the king of that i, I mean optional claimers all day long literally right and like i said it felt like a really kind of chalky card and i kind of had to do what barry alluded to which was really try to find uh, value where there might be some in terms of taking chalk, using horses you feel like are a free square, and then trying to make money with them either underneath or horizontally. I have a feeling that we approached some of these races pretty much the exact same way, so there's only one way to find out. Let's go ahead. Let's blow through this card. Race one. I skipped. It'll look too crazy for me. Pass. Hard pass. You think I would play this race? Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> Race two, uh, I'll tell you what, it was, it was a hard pass also because this also felt like an insane race. Uh, you know, you open with the $25,000 uh, main, main claimer race, race two, you move to a six furlong, 16,000 main claimer, so the class has only gone down. So I managed to sit on my hands until race three. It's a nine furlong, $25,000 non-winners of something, optional claimer, on the dirt. God damn it, I love two-turn horse racing. Uh, I thought this might have one of your, your, your you know, your maybe your single most likely winner on the card. Uh, but let's see. Let's see what Barry thought about this one and how he was playing it. I am with you. 1,000%. Because I think number five, Express Man or Expressman? Mm -hmm. I always have that question, actually, just as a side note. Is it Spider-Man or Spider-Man? Spider-Man, yeah. Yeah, I, Solomon or Spider-Man, uh, you know. But I, I think, think... it's Spider-Man because there's a hyphen, right? Or is there not a hyphen? I don't think there's a hyphen. I think that your Spider-Man, Spider-Man, um, you know, conundrum is, is a valid one, quite honestly. Um, we need, uh, like, about... we need someone at Marvel to weigh into this, quite honestly. I think about this a lot, unfortunately, because my mind doesn't stop and I don't sleep. So that's that's what you get. Um, but yeah, Expressman looks looks like the goods. Um, there's really not much in that race that should beat him. I, I mean, you you, you kind of have to wonder why this horse is in this particular race. But you know, he, you know, he kind of came off the bench from September run in December, December 23rd to be exact. Ran pretty good against this level of competition. Uh, you know, his other his prior races. Um, are, are superior than the rest of them. So we're going to take him in a double. Just Expressman. Yeah, I I mean, quite honestly, I thought there were two. I thought this was probably one of your most likely winners on the card. And I thought that if it came down to it, there were only really two horses that could win this race. And it was Expressman. And then it was the, the six, um, the skipper two. And the problem with the Skipper 2 is the Skipper 2 just looks severely distance limited. Yeah, uh, it's not fast enough early, which makes a huge difference. <laughs> and any time the horses tried to stretch out over a mile, too, just the the results have not been there. It's been it's been pretty ugly for the Skipper 2. So that's what had me singling like you uh, on, on the five expressmen uh, into a daily double. Uh, I'm starting with a $10 daily double, but let's go me ahead. Let's, 
There we go. Let's move see? into ra race four, and let's see uh, how we're going to uh, close these doubles out. It's an eight furlong, $50,000 maiden optional claiming. There it is, the MOC uh, on the turf. You know, I, I don't know how you handle this, but I threw basically threw a run style at it. Are they chalky picks? Yes, but I want to say that they're like co-third choice and fourth choice in the in the morning line. So how'd you finish this uh, eight furlong, $50,000 maiden optional claiming with your double okay so i went ten dollar doubles as well I, i'm gonna use three horses in the fourth race uh the one victory line um you know it, it, it's it's really bizarre about this race because you have some horses in here that have, have some body of work um like the two old gangster who's seven to two in the morning line and he really hasn't come close to winning i mean i guess you could say this last race he did he was on the turf um, but he was still three, you know, he, he finished third by, it, it says a half a length, um, got in a tr trouble trip, but it was also at a lower level. So I didn't, I didn't really want any part of him. I, I took victory lane because, you know, he was claimed out of a five and a half on the synthetic moving to the turf in the first barn. Um, it looks like they wanted to get this horse on the turf and just didn't. And I think this might be a, a good spot for this horse to turn things around. Um, I also used the six, my favorite topic, um, who ran pretty good uh, first time out, going seven and a half on the on the uh, turf there at Gulfstream on January sixth. Didn't embarrass himself. He could only improve off of that race, I think. Um, so that one is another one that I'm using, and then I'm going to take a flyer on the five, who's twelve to one morning line uh, retired. Um, I mean everything what this horse says that this horse should not even run a step. But I take the opposite approach with horses like this is that, you know, one of the why are you here kind of things in, in a race that looks a little strange on paper where nobody really kind of stands out. Everybody runs for the race. He's a first time starter. And I, I don't think it's, it's out of the realm of possibility that a first time starter could run well here. So I, I used the six, my favorite topic, uh, which you mentioned for, for o, o Dwyer. O Dwyer rules! Um, and then I only used one more horse. And like I said, throwing a, a run style at it. When I projected this pace, uh, projecting all the first-time starters to be out gunning for the lead, it left Dither, the three, and the six, my favorite topic, all sitting a pretty comfortable race right behind the early pace. Now, the problem is neither of these horses, I think, have ever actually really passed anybody. But if they were going to pass someone, they would have the optimal setup to do so. And, I mean, with Dither, Christophe Clement, Joel Rosario, uh, if someone's going to pass on a horse, it's going to be Joel Rosario. Uh, so I thought that, that Dither and uh, My Favorite Topic both stood a, a great chance to basically just pass some really tired early speed uh, late without having to come from like way too far back on the turf which has been a bastard an absolute bastard i say to <laughs> to do as as of as of late so yeah i'm a ten dollar double cracking off in race three uh with the five expressmen i like i think i'm gonna go with the men instead of the man uh and then uh three and six uh dither and my favorite topic for a twenty dollar play total you know one thing about dither is, uh, you know, I had to really take a long look at that horse because 
right now, Joel is in a prolonged slump, and he's not making good decisions as a rider. And usually that doesn't weigh in my decisions too often unless they are in a situation that Joel is in right now where he's like he can't win. Right. I mean, he's going to break out of it at some point, and why not this race? But right. at least for the time being, he's going to have to he's going to have to win a couple before I kind of get back on that train. Because if if I did like that horse in this race with him, I wouldn't have played the double. I I'll tell you what. When it comes to cold jockeys and like cold cold trainers, I'm like the chafing dish on like a on a buffet. <laughs> like I'll I'll put a little heat. I'll put a little heat behind them, you know, try to warm something up, see if I can, you know, see if these this shrimp and grits isn't so bad day two. You know what I mean? Like, I'll, I'll try to get after it. Um, I I see what you're saying. It's so well, easy. Well, the only problem is, is is Joel and those connections get bet. That's that's really the issue with it that I have, not even for the fact that, you know, he, he's. So I ice mean, cold jockey who's going to be taking a ton of money. Yeah, right. I, it's I just not see. my cup of tea. <laughs> yeah, no, I but mean, I can see the other way, though. You know what I mean? You kind of have to figure out ways to zig when everybody else is zagging. And there's a possibility where that horse will get inflated odds based on what I'm talking about. So, you know, it, it's tough. You know, this is this is why gambling and, and playing horses is hard at times or most of the time, 98 percent of the time. So I, whenever I pay like religious close attention to a to a you know a circuit um, like I do with Oakland, I don't necessarily do it with with Gulfstream. It's not necessarily the jockeys who are cold that I won't consider. It's more of the jockeys who I can tell just have no earthly understanding of what is going on with the track and like consistently are doing the wrong thing. Like horses have been like just speed has been dying on the rail. No one's made a move up the rail all day. And, and so that's where they go. And that's where <laughs> they go <laughs> instantly. Like, like it has absolutely no bearing on them. So, you know, I, I'd have to, I see what you're saying. I would have to watch Joel more and see if he just doesn't get it, which he likes to take horses way to the back. So it kind of makes sense that if, you know, early speed's been carrying on the turf, like if he just doesn't get it, then he's been doing that move on the turf over and over again, and his his you know closing attempts have been coming up short. Yeah, I mean it's kind of wait and see. I mean he he rides Cadillacs all day, so I mean he's bound to get something that that'll just pull him across the wire anyway. So it, it's just a matter of time. Well, I I hope the old white man who dr- dresses like a young pimp and some salmon hued chinos, Mister Christoph Clement has a Cadillac for him in this one. All right. Hey, he wore those on, on Pegasus Day. He was wearing the, the pink pants. The dude the dude knows what color palette his pants need to come from. I will, I will say that. Like, at the summer, it's a, it's a lovely, you know, bright colors. Hits Belmont. And, he gets in those autumnal hues. You know what I'm saying? And, just as a side note, if, if anybody's interested in this, I was standing next to him watching the Pegasus turf race and he was cussing in French at Joel Rosario before they even went in the gate. So there's that. That's fantastic. That is the kind of, kind of access that we inside can have you on. That's right. (laughs) We're going to take a quick break here at the notorious OTV. When we get back, we'll have more inside info as to like who's cursing who in a foreign language. We will be right back. And also make sure to sign up on the SGPN app and get your own big game bingo card full of all your favorite big game prop bets. If you get bingo, you win $57 
SGPN gift card. Only cash is you must be subscribed to the Sports Gambling Podcast and NFL Gambling Podcast on YouTube to win. And in honor of the big game, SGPN is hosting a prop bet contest. Make your picks for 57 different prop bets. Winner will get $570 cash and a $570 gift card to the SGPN store. All our contests are free to play exclusively on the SGPN Welcome back to the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It's Bankroll Builder Wednesday for them big, beautiful wagers. We're talking race five. It's a $20,000 optional claiming at Gulfstream, which means you've got the third surface, the third heat, if you will, the all-weather man. Uh, I really like wide-stocking trips, basically any all-weather surface. It seems like all-weather surface was just made for wide-stocking trips, so I've got a horse that I want to key on top and use in a uh, exacta. I think you're wanting to do something similar. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let, yeah. Let's hear we'll do the same let, thing. Let's hear it. Where'd you go? All right. Um, well, this race is, is a, a little... Uh, I thought the one discreet tune is a absolute standout here just runs faster races on the synthetic than anybody else uh should get a good setup even though he's in the one hole uh the the two and the three seem to have some zip and and give him something to chase a little bit um and i don't like either of those horses to hang around either so I just think discreet tune is, is just far and away better than all of these horses. He's five to two on the morning line, probably be about seven to five come post time, but we're going to try to crush an exacta with two others in here and two other long shots in number six, gins and tins who has a decent record on the synthetic. He's 20 to one morning line, um, had a comebacker since uh, October 26th on January 15th at Tampa Bay Downs, and he didn't run a step. Um, we're going to forgive that one um, because class-wise, he, he fits very, very well in here. 20-1 uh, to 1 seems awfully high for a horse that likes to finish in the exacta quite a bit. Uh, he's 46 lifetime starts, 10 exacta finishes, and only six wins. So that tells you a lot about what he's about. Um, and then I'm going to use also the seven Barone Sesco for the same reasons. Decent record on the synthetic should pass tiring rivals to get a piece here. 10 to one morning line. We're going with uh, the good old $25 exactas. So while you went with the inside horse, who I actually like quite a bit and did use in my exact. Oh, wait, discreet... did oh, I say, tw- did I say 25? I meant 10. 10. Okay. So 10, I, so I, I also did a $10 exacta. I used uh, two horses that you didn't even mention. One of which on top uh, was the eight uranium. Uh, for me, it fits the bill here with that profile of a wide stocking Fordly placed horse. Uh, you know, Rohan Crichton has never missed the exacta with this horse on, on the all weather surface. So I think you've got a little bit of a, of a specialist. So that's the horse I'm going to use to key on top in my $10 exacta, which is going to be a $20 total play. Whenever I wheel in underneath, the one discrete tune, like uh, Barry mentioned, I do like this horse quite a bit. It should be sitting that kind of rail pocket trip. And if the horse can maybe tip out wide, uh, then I think it's got a great chance to uh, to maybe you know get up uh, through the middle of the track. I just think that Uranium's trip lends itself to get to that position a little bit easier. Uh, and then the four B by the sea, 
who also should be kind of sitting in that same pace wave. I, I, I t- even it's a sh- even if it's a short race, I, I tend to hate like the the early speed on this uh, all weather. I feel like it, it folds up more than often. Though I have seen the last couple of days, uh, you know, early speed sneak away a little bit. I think maybe maybe there's enough that uh, you know, uranium can actually uh, you know, sneak up and 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 uh, take down you know two t- tired dueling horses in this race. Sure. I mean, you know, I, I think we have the same approach, just using different horses. <laughs> yeah, it's it's literally you went inside, I went outside. Is is pretty much the exact difference. It seems like uh, you went a little bit more juicy on the on the underneath, which is probably the better play because it seems like every time you have like a pack of like three horses that all seem like they're going to be pretty competitive. Like one of them wins, then two of them just completely fall out of the race. It seems oh, yeah. like yeah, so. it's definitely something that's going to happen uh, in this race. It seems like. One of these horses is just going to be doing the Pepe Le Pew at the back of the pack, just not even trying. And hopefully it's not mine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, hopefully it's not mine either, buddy. All right. Let's <laughs> let's move on. Let's hit race six. Eight furlongs on the turf. Another maiden optional claimer. This one, $40,000. Um, two of my strongest opinions on the card appear in the next two races. I think they're both going to be pretty bit, a little bit chalky, and I'm going to trust that a double pays better than a, than a win parlay here. So I, I'm going to start a daily double in this race, singling uh, our, our our boy Flirt 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 adopted son. Samson Simpson, I stick by my story. I'm using the nine Papa Joe. For Saf of, sorry, Safi Joseph Jr. Uh, with Tyler Gaffleone up, I don't really want to bang my head against the wall trying to beat these guys in in the state of Florida. Like that does not seem wise to me, and it seems like an easy, just easy way because I really like the horse in the next one. Uh, way to just get a a really just super chalky daily double in. I could put it in for a huge, you know, a, a, a huge base you know, amount at 30 bucks. And so I kick it off with Papa Joe. Do you have any thoughts on this Papa Joe? I do not, but I do have a new nickname for Mr. Safi Joseph. It's Samson Simpson Joseph. I'm just going to call him Samson. I I mean, I like where your head's at quite, quite honestly. Not a mercy. (laughs) The greatest. (laughs) You can't, you can't use the, those clips like separate. You have to use both of them if you're going to, it's like it's like seeing two boobs and only touching one boob. Like the other boob oh. is just gonna get jealous, you know? Oh. I don't have boobs, so I, I... Oh, oh man, I do, and they shake when I brush my teeth. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, let's move on because I don't believe you had anything to race six. Uh, is that like the, the the truffle shuffle? I'm trying to quickly divert the attention here, Barry. Let's race seven. Another five furlong, $20,000. Uh, now winners of whatever flair to bread optional claimer. On the all-weather, I rounded out my ice-cold double here. I'm going to go ahead and just say it. I got the two. David's Rose, who looked like just a stone-cold single here, has won third off the layoff before on the all-weather at Gulfstream in the fall. Uh, looked sharp since running in these, you know, started moving to these restricted Florida bread races and uh, shouldn't have any problem kind of stalking from the rail. I know I said I like the outside stalking trip. Now I'm going with the inside stalking trip. So that's where I landed with David's Rose. I know you've got a play here in race seven. Let's hear it. Nope. Mine is there in race eight. Ooh, all right. I don't know race eight. 
Well, listen, but, yeah, a... race seven, uh, Davis Rose looks, looks like uh, he's going to be, or she's going to be tough. Tough to do I'll, in that second one. I'll tell you what, I, I like to, I, I have like three criteria that I judge every horse on, which is, are you racing in the right class? How, how are your workouts? How are you responding to your workouts? And are you just fast enough? You know, are you at least as fast as the average of the field? And typically that throws away like half of the race for me. I literally ended up on one horse that had all three of those, you know, those things that I look for. And it was David's Rose. Like, so I, I'm just going to go with what, you know, the way I've been handicapping the majority of my handicapping career. I'm just going to go ahead with what it tells me there and say, I mean, everything tells me this horse is a single play the horse like a single yeah i mean if it checks all the boxes you know there, there's a, a multitude of ways you can play you know that's that's one of the the hardest things as a horse better and i don't want to say horse player because horse player constitutes a lot of different things but uh, as a better it's hard to figure out which bet especially with you know, with favorites is going to maximize your profit. Right. And, you know, you could go super high five, which I, I may have played like one time. You have super factors, trifectas, doubles, pick threes. You know, this is in the middle of a pick five sequence. You know, there, there's so many different ways you can, you can leverage a horse that you think is going to win. Um, and, and then you have to pick right. right. So it's, 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 it's really, really tough. It's there. There are two super frustrating things, which is betting a race wrong, and the other is seeing seeing how a race would unfold, watching it unfold the way you thought it would, and then just picking the wrong horse of of you know like you know of of the horses that you thought it was going to actually benefit. You know, seeing it unfold to those horses' benefit, and it was an A or B you know decision, and you you know, picked A and it went B, that sort of thing. Drives me crazy. It's like, oh, I, I did, I was perfect. I knew exactly what was going on. I just am bad at making uh, decisions. Happens. Trust Hap- me. Everybody's been there. Probably multiple times a day, too. All right, so I'm in for 70 bucks. I know Barry, he's deep into it because he's only got one play left, and we, we saved it for the exact same race, race eight, $75,000 optional claimer going a mile on the turf. I went with a straight-up win bet on here. Uh, look, looking at the odds here, it looks like uh, it looks like this is where Barry breaks up the no-chalk zone because there are some horses that I like here at big prices. One of them I got a win bet on. Uh, but let's hear it. Where did the no-chalk zone land? No-chalk zone didn't go, didn't go big here. I, I went with, <laughs> with number six, Call Me Harry, for 50 bucks on the nose. Um, I think this is a, a lone speed type situation, to be honest. The only other horse that has a little bit of zip is the 10 first empire. And that horse doesn't seem like uh, he wants to stretch out. And the six has a few races back in 2021 where you didn't need the lead. Um, and I, I think this, he's just going to sit right behind the 10 and, and take over and, and run away with this. Uh, you know, Jose Ortiz rides that turf course as good as anybody, if not better. Um, 
And in fact, I, I, I keep saying this, that I need to look up his stats on uh, dirt versus turf, because I can't remember the last time he's actually won a race on turf, on, on dirt. I've seen him win synthetic races because he rides that course good too in the turf, but not on traditional dirt. But that being said, I'm, I'm putting 50 to win on Call Me Harry. I went big. I had a price uh, here. I, I'm finishing up with a $30 win bet on a horse. I mean, I hope the, that these odds stay close to it. I'm going with the eight, seven channels, who I believe is 20 to one on the morning line. Oh I mean, it drops in class today. Uh, it, it's second off of the, uh, you know, the all weather surface, which uh, it's been said before uh, when it comes to little pig boy. Can I get the definition? Little pig boy. He's that pathetic, dirty bitch, baby. Mistress gets the stand on. I'm a dirty, dirty little pig boy for horses that are moving off of all weather in their next couple starts. Uh, and then it's shown a history of big improvements after shipping in from Tampa. Uh, which the horse is coming in from the trainer Lisa Lewis has a strong strike rate and allowance races. I mean, it, it kind of it's a very uh, interesting shot that I would not be surprised if it actually wins this race. Uh, but also, I mean, I've been a good boy and I've been patient this entire card. Now I finally have something longer than like nine to two that I feel like I can pull the trigger on. So I'm pulling the trigger on number eight, seven channels to finish it off. Hey, go big or go home. I'm hoping I'm hoping old Lisa Lou can just knock this thing out for me because that would be a, a good way to to say goodbye to the card. Uh, you know, that's a mic drop if, if you get yeah. that one. <laughs> oh yeah, that that's that's the ultimate get out right there. It's like not only do I have money for gas and a combo meal, I can you know maybe pick up pick up some new shoes on the oh, way home. Some eggs, those are gold, baby. Yeah, man. There we go. All right, that's it. I'm in for my $100. Uh, here, I'm going to recap the plays real quick. Uh, Barry, you started in race three with a $10 daily double for 30 total. Go ahead and rattle off that play. Yep. The uh, third race, I have number five, Expressman. To the race four, I have one, Victory Line. Number five, Retired. And number six, my favorite topic. And I was a $10 daily double. Also starting with the Expressman to the three and the six. Basically, if you have any sense in your head, you'll go ahead and you'll play that daily double to the three, four, five, six. Um, and just cover every single horse that we have in that second race. Um, moving on, race five, we both had – I, I had a $10 exact. I think yours was a little bit more pricey. Um, nope, nope, it's $10. Okay, all right. Uh, I was exact to the eight over the one four, uh, $10, 20 total with uranium over discrete tune and be by the sea exact to me barry i have the number one discrete tune who i thought was a standout over the six gin and gins and tins 20 to one more in line and seven barone sesco at 10 to one then so $10 i exact ten dollar exactus I played my thirty dollar uh, Randy Marsh size balls uh, daily double here in race six, uh, single in the nine Papa Joe, and then going ice cold to the two David's Rose in race seven, and then we both finished it up with a stone cold win bet race eight. Who was it again, Barry? Number six, call me Harry. Fifty dollars to win. I was thirty dollars to win on the eight seven channels. It was a huge price. Hopefully I'm right. Hopefully we're both right, and we have a fantastic day. Uh, I believe last time you did Bankroll Builder Wednesday with me, you built the bankroll 
which was the goal. You like doubled it up off of a, I think it was like a daily double that had a, uh, you know, big payout plus a, a consolation payout for a scratch. So uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, look at that. A couple hundred bucks. Your so, notorious that's... OTB bankroll is just pockets fatter than a Samoan, Barry. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> as as fellow Floridian uh, T Pain would say, uh, pockets pockets fatter than a Samoan. Uh, if you are a Samoan, uh, I not only apologize for myself, but also for T Pain. How dare he? Uh, especially <laughs> with such a catchy tune. Uh, that's gonna do it for us here on the Notorious OTV. Barry, what do you got going on uh, outside of uh, you know your podcast appearances? Anything big? Uh, I guess I'll be on track at Tampa on this Saturday, Sam F. Davis Day, doing some uh, you know analysis on their track feed and with the the good people over there, including Mr. Jason Beam and Ren Carruthers, and you know we're gonna be uh doing our thing on Saturday. So that should be fun. Uh, the weather is going to be a little chilly, which I'm not too excited about, but you know, it'll be sunny and hopefully I think maybe some rain in the morning, but uh, hopefully everything goes well and you'll see me on that feed doing my thing. And uh, you know, always on the podcast every week, every Monday, the going in circles, big Monday podcast, me and Chuck Simon and uh, you know, kind of riding it out until Derby time, I guess. And I'm not going to let you leave without a Super Bowl prediction. Uh, we want the the Eagles, the Eagles. I'm sick of I'm sick of the Chiefs, to be honest with you. I'm sick of Mahomes. Uh, not he's he's a great player, but uh, I want to see Jalen Hurts get it. I've got been a, through a lot of stuff. That guy. Been a, a stupid same game parlay that's ten to win fifteen thousand. Uh, on the. Okay. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. We'll see. A lot of people got to score a lot of anytime touchdowns is all I'm going to say. <laughs> but hey, the game they... also has to go under. That's where I get them. That's where I get them quick like a oh, fox. Okay, I got you. I'm following. Quicker than a Floridian on bath salts, Barry. Oof. Yeah, and they bite those ones. Like uh, like the NERD song, bath salts biting speakers in the face. Yeah. <laughs> you need some milk. <laughs> That's right. Hopefully they show up to play that song with Rihanna at the Super Bowl. Boom! There it went. Full circle. We'll catch you next time on the Notorious OTV. Brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Big thanks to Barry Spears. We'll see you later this week. We'll be talking the same F. Davis card. 